Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome back to the seventh episode of the Transform Your Game podcast. My name is Richard, and I'll be your host and moderator for our duration here. Today, the digital personas of my three handsome co-hosts will be collaborating with me. Kent? Hey, what's up? Kai? I am thou, thou art I. And Joel? Hey there. (laughs) We are so happy to have you listening with us today. Whether you're on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever else, I'm sure we'll have links to those channels in the description, but I don't really want to dwell on that stuff for too long. A reminder of something we mentioned in the intro to Part B of our last episode. Wizards of the Coast has officially moved back the release date for Titan Masters Attack to May 29th from its original April 17th. So we're all going to be sitting tight and playing with proxies just a little while longer for the greater good. I just wanted to remind all of you out there to make sure that once this dust all does settle, you should support your local game store. Pick up your product uh, for Transformers TCG, whether it's boosters or boxes. They do us a great service, and it's the least that we can do as a community to repay, you know, all they've given us. Uh, not too much on the housekeeping portion today. We just wanted to make sure we brought back our weekly shout-out segment. I know we, meaning I, may have forgotten to include it in the last few episodes, but this week we'd like to shout-out the Transformers Webcam Games Facebook group. Uh, this group just recently got up and running, but it's a great way to fill that void of tournament and or weekly play we've all been missing. I'm still getting my set of working, but I know you've played some, right, Kent? Yeah, dude, it's really, really fun. A lot of people play Octagon, and I feel like this is infinitely better for a multitude of reasons. It's way more interactive. You actually get to talk to your opponent and manipulate your own cards with your hands. You actually have to own the product, which supports your local game store and wizards, so they continue to make the game that we love. So I'm really, really hyped for it, and I can't wait for there to be tournaments with this format, which I know that they're planning already. Awesome. Um, If any of you out there think this might be something up your alley, the group is public and can be joined just with a request. Uh, Again, that's Transformers Webcam Games. Webcam is all one word. Anyway, enough with the chit-chat. Shall we dig into spoilers, gang? Let's go for it. All right. Uh, We're going to start off things a little bit differently today. Uh, Kent's going to be the first up in the rotation for reading the card off. So why don't you give us our first character, bud? Cool. Well, the first character we have um, is Decepticon Pounce. He is the seventh SRT from Titan Masters Attack. I know we all thought that we were just getting six, but apparently there's seven. And Drew apologized for that. I think it just kind of slipped his mind. Um, Since they are adding these uh, more multiple SRTs in the game. Also, the rate that you would be pulling the SRT that you want is now about the same. Now that there are seven instead of six. Mm -hmm. Um, Had you been opening boxes, say, of wave three or wave four. Anyways, onto the card. He is eight stars And in alt mode, he is a beast and melee. Five attack, 12 health, two defense. This has plus two attack for each face down or face up secret action that you have. Uh, When you flip him to bot mode, he is melee, three attack, 12 health, three defense now. When you flip to this mode, look at the top three cards of your deck. You may reveal a secret action from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest back on top in any order. Okay, so this guy is really interesting for uh, many reasons. When I first looked at him, I was afraid that, I don't know, uh, Sergeant Skywarp from uh, Wave 3 is just better at being the secret action guy for 8 stars. I have in the past called him, that's the secret action bot. It's actually not Shockwave um, from Wave 3. I actually think it's Skywarp. And you can just amass this incredible hand and just keep drawing cards and drawing cards and drawing cards and then playing multiples of them with Brainstorm and Special Op. I ran a deck with Sergeant Skywarp at the beginning of Wave 4 with Nemesis, 
Skywarp and Skydive. And Skydive attacks first and helps flip some secret actions into your scrap pile, you know, ready for Skywarp to just start picking up. And I really, really, really liked that deck a lot here. Uh, Christian Young just piloted that to a second place finish at a tournament. Uh, he had the same idea. Um, and this was just like this past week, I believe. Um, so cool. Good for him. It is a little weak versus Jetfire Thrust or Galaxy Optimus and Thrust. You just can't keep things going in time. So, but back to Decepticon Pounce, I kind of, that's the first thought that I had of, hey, he goes in a deck like that. He's the same star cost. But since you're just getting to look at the top three cards of your deck and you're pulling out literally a random secret action, uh, you don't know what's there. Also him, you know, just attacking for seven when you have a face down or face up secret action. Yeah, I mean, seven's good, but again, I, I just don't know that it's enough and you've already played your action for the turn. So you're not going to be playing a pump unless you use Brainstorm to get it out there. Maybe he's got an Energon Axe or some something like that to help him, you know, get up to 10. But if he's only attacking for 7, I just fear that that's not enough. I do love the fact that he has 3 defense in bot mode, though. So I actually feel that his ability in alt mode is actually his strongest ability, just like... Any anytime you have brainstorm or spec ops in that in this deck, that basically means you played grenade launcher while still playing your secret actions. And I mean, I think you actually want to play these two together, uh, pounce and uh, sergeant skywarp, because just if you don't have anything you want to grab from the scrap with skywarp, then you can just leave them in the draw mode and then just flip pounce and pick up stuff. And it gives the deck a beater, which previously I was playing a crankcase in that slot, but I think Pounce is just more synergetic and more more health as well. So, uh, yeah, this card is really good. I would not be surprised that if Secret Actions do somehow take over, do, don't be surprised that this card is going to be featured with them. I think this guy is really cool, personally. Uh, I think he compares very favorably to Wind Charger, uh, a card that we previously discussed. Uh, he costs one more star than Wind Charger, but basically... Uh, he gets Wind Charger's plus ability, or the Wind Charger gets plus three to his native four attack in alt mode on turn one, and Pounce gets that every turn. Basically, you're gonna you're not gonna play Pounce in a deck that doesn't have secret actions in it. You're not gonna attack with him in a deck that doesn't have secret actions in it. So you're gonna play a secret action. You're gonna swing for seven. He's gonna get that every time. He has more health. He has more defense. Uh, when you flip to his bot mode and you get to look at the top three cards that again is very similar to wind charger he draws you a card well instead of drawing a random card you get to pick up one that you probably want in a, a secret action that goes with your deck I, I think this is a fantastic card if wind charger is playable this card's even better as far as pounce goes i actually really like this card I, you know one of my favorite things to talk about when it comes to characters is if i think they are not flip intensive because so many of the things that we're building our decks around, around these characters that want to actively be flipping as much as you possibly can flip them. And I think Pounce is a character who doesn't incentivize you to do that. Now, he does have benefit if you, so you can't, you don't just like, you're not going to end up wasting your flip for turn if you have Pounce on your team most of the time. Because the fact that he does stand to draw you cards or give you card advantage or selection over the course of the game is actually very powerful. And then he's also uh, flipping into a more defensive mode to do it. So he's encouraged to attack in one mode and then defend in the other. So he's a natural progression of the way he wants to flip over the course of the game, which I think is helpful for people who maybe aren't as skilled in the game. Like they, they are actively incentivized to do what might end up being best for them anyway. If you're going to try to build your deck where you have two secret actions out there any one time, maybe it's Brainstorm, maybe it's Special Ops Mission. I think, right, Kai? Special Ops Mission is the white pick yes. one. Yes, okay. Yeah, if you're trying to build around those cards, I mean, that's naturally card disadvantageous, so I think you'd have to build him, build that alongside an engine with something like Sergeant Skywarp. If you're not going to build him alongside Sergeant Skywarp, I think you should just eschew that idea entirely. I don't think it's... 
I think we need to think about the fact that uh, one of the things that Decepticon Pounce lets you do is secret actions kind of have this inherent defensive nature to them. You look at hold the line. You look at things like jam signals or infiltrate. You look at hidden fortifications. You look at sabotage armaments. You look at hijack. Right? Like you look at speed trap. Those things are basically cards that say your opponent can't do this thing the way they wanted to this turn. So what Decepticon Pounce is doing is that he's making every one of those defensive actions also matter on offense. That's what's super powerful about him to me. Is because he provides kind of this like flex for these cards that were already powerful enough to justify consideration in many, many decks. Right? Like can you think about the idea that that stable cover in a deck with Decepticon Pounce it is both a plus one on defense and a plus two to offense, right? Like, that's kind of insane. Um, and the fact that it would, like, limit Pierce on a three defense character at that point. Like, that's not, that's far and away, like, that's, that's, I mean, like, that's just one of the examples that came to my head. I think Pounce is great. Uh, for He feels like the most, uh, to me, I think he feels like the most super rare of any of the super rares we got this set, actually. Um, uh, I, I also think that 12 health is totally on par with eight stars, um, this guy looks like, I mean, base 7 attack is so insane for something like this, and the fact that you can play in base 7 attack as a good character on attack in a defensive shell, I think is just awesome. Like, I, I agree with Kai that this, this Skywarp deck was just really missing a beater. One of my friends in my locals, Brandon, he's been big on the Skywarp deck ever since, like, that card got printed in Moodway 4 and we had, like, actual playable secret actions. <laughs> um, I mean, it's true, we got a lot more in Way 4. No, I remember him playing at uh, Pro Play Tour Dallas. I remember seeing that. Yeah, and he just struggled to finish games. He he would lock people out of doing things, but then he would go to time because he didn't I'm have a, a beater. <laughs> <laughs> he could have really used pounce. Anyway, really big ups for this guy. I'm pumped. I like when melee characters are good too because I feel like they they really get shafted a lot of the time. So that those are all my thoughts on this guy. Okay, so Pounce also has a stratagem. It's called Infiltration. It is one star. Once per game, when you flip your Decepticon Pounce Infiltrator to alt mode, you may play up to two secret actions. If you do, flip this. I think this is a fantastic stratagem. One of my favorites out of the entire set. I The whole thing about that, you know, Nemesis Skywar Skydive deck was just being able to play like multiple secret actions so your opponent just can't they can't break through they can't do anything huge huge fan of it i it gives you basically another brainstorm or really another spec ops yeah if you play pounce with this and uh, sergeant skywarp that kind of limits your options for unless you're going to four uh drops but I think this card is still powerful enough to warn on its own because it's up to two, and then you get your own action, normal action phase, so you can basically pump them up plus six, which is, or more if you have brainstorm and spec ops. But yeah, that's this stratagem is very very strong. It's one of the few uh, upgrades actually, like straight up upgrades for a character, whereas it's um most of them have been like side grades. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not as excited about this card, honestly. And I, I, I really like the bot. Adding this extra star to his cost, making him a nine-star character, basically, for a one-turn dump your hand down on the table to get an extra four damage, I, I'm not a fan. I think it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to limit which, what you can play with him, like what Kai was saying. So I think, I think Pounce is so good without the star, and then when you put that on there... I mean, I could see the the point of adding four damage or making it harder for them to break through, but I I don't think that he needs this. Well, I mean, you can think of it this way: there, the secret action deck doesn't really have a way to win outside of this and backfire. So, you just using this to enable double backfire and plus four is pretty strong, in my opinion. That's actually pretty sick. I didn't yeah. think about that. You don't necessarily have to go try to play four wide with this i mean you could run skydive and the uh so step forward to give skydive bravery so you take the pressure off your sky warp and your pounce and not only that but then heroic resolve since you have room for star cards i mean you're just like you start taking turns away from them when they have to go into skydive unless they're just swinging for the fences or something so I don't know. There's a lot of options with this. 
I don't think the stratagem is really worth it. Like the effect is is great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I think that you're not playing. I just don't think the, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of situations where you're playing pounce for his ability to diversify your secret actions and like shore up your weaknesses here. I think a lot of it is going to be you're playing him because he's just like he's kind of a ball of stats that gives you a direction to build around, and he's good on rate. In the competitive metagame, sometimes those middle star characters often end up being played because they're balls of stats that are really effective. I think the biggest example of this for me is maybe like for, through the first three waves, playing Wheeljack Weapons Inventor. That guy is just nine stars for some of the best stats you get possible, right? Like, I think it's why Barrage got played as like the kind of the marquee seven star for decks that were aggressive, even outside of Insecticons, because just 11 health and five bold two on attack is a lot. So I think that's more in the same vein as Pounce for me is going to be the fact that he's a not a very flip-intensive, good statted character that gives you an obvious direction in which to in which way to build your deck. And I think that the stratagem, while cool and it it really does play alongside him, it feels like it's in it's part of him. I think what's the the problem is it's just going to end up being too cute to be effective. So the next uh, character we have uh, body character is Topspin. He's a spaceship wrecker specialist. Uh, nine stars. He's uh, five attack, fourteen health, one defense, and when this defends, he gets tough until end of battle equal to his bold. And then when we flip him over, he's a body character that has uh, the specialist and a wrecker. He has four attack and one defense in this mode. And when this attacks, and you flip at least white, draw a card. So I really like this guy because he basically it lets you go aggressive and defensive at the same time with his uh, alt mode, which is pretty pretty neat for a blue-black deck. The only problem I'm having is that he's a specialist, which probably lends him to probably a different deck that I'll let someone else talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I like this guy a lot. I just don't really think there's all too much that's synergistic with him right now. Well, we were just talking about a big ball of stats with Pounce, <laughs> and Topspin definitely fits that bill. <clears throat> I mean, he has to be at least 10 stars, you know, because you have to put a ahead on him so he's really still going to be pretty big for 10 stars 14 health minimum if you give him Kreb 16 health I don't think that you would play Kreb with him necessarily you probably want to use one of the bold heads and, and I think we were talking before before we started the, the cast about using him with Vanguard because he, he would go really well in an aggressive deck uh, if you gave him bold uh, you know a bold head and he gets to attack for a lot with the orange pips but he also gets all the extra tough that the bold head is giving him to flip white pip so that he doesn't take more than five damage uh, because Vanguard is protecting him. So that seems like a really cool place to start. And um, in his body mode, you're going to flip white if you attack with him there, and you're going to draw extra cards. So very, very cool card. I like this guy a lot. I one of the things I, I basically belabored on pounds was the fact that I love that he wasn't very flip intensive. <clears throat> I think topspin isn't either, but I think it's for a different reason. I think it's because, uh, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I just don't think that his body mode is very good. Like <laughs> you lose stats, you don't gain any stats, you maybe draw a card. Like that just doesn't seem like a lot to me. A lot of incentive to flip him. I think he's going to just stay in his alt mode and sit there as a spaceship with bold and tough forever. Uh, one of the cool things that so me and my local play group were talking about, um, uh, I promise I'm not cheating on you guys. I just have multiple group chats. But <laughs> we were talking about playing him in like a blue-black bold deck that's focused on basically like turning this guy into a five pierce five on every attack. Um, he would love to wear something like unflinching courage in a deck like that. And, it would just continue to buff his his tough, right? Like when you turn in, turn like Unflinging Courage into a blue-black pip that gives you bold two tough two, but you can only put on Autobots, that card's pretty sick, right? Like that's a weapon that any of us would play, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Topspin is cool because it's a card that's clearly trying to get you to play mixed pips. And I think every time we get some kind of support for mixed pips, I basically rant about how much I love the idea that they're trying to reward you for doing that in the game. I still think that he kind of lends himself to just being an aggressive card, but that's not going to stop me from trying to suit him up as a 13-star with Clobber and put a bunch of defense and a bunch of offense in the same deck. 
completely agree. Um, Topspin, really don't like his body mode at all. Um, I'm kind of surprised that it's that lackluster, but I do think that you can build a deck around it, like Joel was saying with Vanguard. But I agree, he's probably just going to stay in alt mode the whole time, and that's fine. Freeze out his head. That should have been um, Flame Out's ability. I feel like you're always going to put Flame Out on top spin if you're not putting Clobber on him to just give him both bold and tough. So. Yeah, kind of interesting that Freeze Out is his partner. Next up, we've got Optimus Prime, Legendary Warrior. It's about time we got another Legendary Warrior, by the way. So yeah. in his alt mode, he is a 12-star, 5 attack, 16 health, 2 defense, a leader truck in melee in alt mode. Says, when you flip to this mode, draw a card. Then if you have fewer cards in hand than your opponent, draw another card. In his body mode, he becomes ranged, remains a leader, six attack and one defense. When this attacks, repair one damage from one of your characters. Then, if you have fewer characters on the battlefield than your opponent, repair one more damage from that character. So again, uh, Optimus is a really big ball of stats, as he has been in virtually every iteration of him thus far. He's the biggest Autobot. I mean, it makes sense. He's the leader. I think for his star cost... He's really going to be competing with Optimus Prime, Galactic Commander from Wave 4, and I just don't think that he's going to be quite as good as that. That's where he is for me. I mean, I think he's a decent card, but I, I just don't think that he's going to see a whole lot of play when that's his main competition. When Optimus first came out, I was like, I was pretty disappointed Um because they, they kind of saved Optimus and Megatron for late, late, late in the preview season. But I've seen Optimus played in some really interesting decks as of late, just like kind of online and talking to people. Um, I think he might have a little bit more flex to him than I was originally giving him credit for. I think he might be kind of good. I like that he's ranged at least in one mode. Um, so that means he can do kind of the ranged package with sturdy javelins and armed hovercrafts and the like. I'm a huge fan of his art in alt mode. The truck has <laughs> so many crossbars in its grill. It's I I never I haven't counted, but it's got to be like twelve. It's got to be just some absolutely absurd number, and that makes me giggle every time I look at it. To be honest with you, I haven't had too much success in my builds with Optimus so far. Uh, but maybe it's because I keep trying to build like one and two tall decks. I've got I've got a real kind of like affinity for those types of things, and it seems like they may just. Not be very good in the coming wave. It'll be okay. I'll I'll be fine. But um, I still I think there's a lot more to explore with this guy than maybe Joel is giving credit for. Yeah, it's really unclear how this deck is going to work. I know we've all been clamoring for a repair or healing type deck, and it looks like we're definitely close to having one with Optimus Prime Legendary Warrior. I don't think you're going to be flipping to his alt very often. I think you're going to flip him to bot, and that's probably about it. And then you're going to let someone else on your team flip. We've been talking to people about using toolbox with him and healing as much as four <laughs> in one attack. Yeah, so just for clarity's sake, just for the people, the way that Optimus's body mode ability works is you heal one, and then if you have less characters than the other person, you heal one again, so that's two instances of heal one, which is why Toolbox will heal four off that character. Yes, yes, exactly. So you could totally have a fall guy like Fireflight, someone that's brave. Uh, so you could have someone that's just going to like die easily you know, at the beginning, just kind of buy you time while you suit up. Optimus and you know get whatever other bot on your team going then you have fewer bots to battle with than they do and you can hopefully start healing four or even more um, if you have toolbox in play and some other mechanic to repair so I feel that he's a lot of stars when you throw a head on him yeah it's it's just a lot and that I think is going to make him difficult to build around. I think that once we see a solid deck with this version of Optimus in it, 
we're all going to go, oh, yeah, well, of course you build it like that. Um, it's kind of an enigma at the moment, but later on, every it'll be maybe like Galaxy Optimus, maybe not quite as good, but some people were scratching their head at Galaxy Optimus at first, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's everywhere, and, it, and everyone thinks, well, yeah, of course, uh, it totally makes sense. So this guy might follow that same kind of timeline. So the the problem with this guy is he's really just a different puzzle than what we're used to with, say, Optimus. Like, even though we've only seen two not competitive Optimuses in the game, like, every single one has been overtly, like, maybe not Galaxy to some people, but the rest of them have been, like, overtly, oh, this card is very good. This is probably the first time we're probably <laughs> seeing an Optimus and everyone just scratching their head or turning their head and is like, is this good? Is it not? I'm just going to say no, I don't want to solve that puzzle. And I think that's probably going to be the ultimate limiting factor <laughs> in finding this character's actual like true purpose because I like this guy. Healing 4 is pretty pretty dumb, <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. That and Safeguard is, yeah, that's a real thing. But I just don't think we're going to see his true potential because no one, he's you just not that obvious. Safeguard. How good like, he there's is. a and Safeguard head. He may be as good as I'm saying he is. He may not be, but I just don't think his power level is as obvious as we can see, and that's going to hamper him a lot. Head, right? Convex, exactly. the Perceptor yep. head. And yep. you could run, like, Medic's Protective Field also and other kind of healing things, and, yeah, they just never get to really damage him. That's that's a cool thought. Yeah. I think this may, one of, may be one of those characters where... <clears throat> his playability may not come with the way that he's released in. Like it may be one of those things where, like you keep him in mind for something down the line. If you're looking at something where maybe over the course of the printings and different waves of the game, like we kind of reach a critical mass of playable, maybe not great, but playable healing effects, which may make like the toolbox engine doable on its own. And thus, Optimus is just, like, all plus, right? Like, if he's just, like, all positive when it comes to that kind of thing, I think that looks a lot better, right? I think if we get more cards, like the Autobot Shield, whose name I can't remember, that heals somebody when you put it on him. Uh, uh, emergency patch repair? Yeah, repair emergency patch repair patch. That armor, or, like, we get, like, continuous more effects like that. Maybe there's a weapon that when you attack, it heals you one or something like that, right? Like, maybe, like, a... Uh, when an attacks trigger, who knows? Something like that down the line. Maybe that Optimus will will start to see more play when that comes into play. I think the problem and the reason he's not obviously good is because this is the first Optimus who is a big star character who hasn't had a ludicrous attack number on him, <laughs> right? I mean, if you look at OPBL, you look at um, OPBL is eight in his uh, bot mode. He's six in the other mode. Right. If you look at um, GOP, the wave three one, he's six in bot mode with bold one in focus one. Right. If you if for eleven stars. If you look at uh, Galaxy Optimus, he's seven in in alt mode and eight in bot mode. This one is five and six. Those are significantly lower numbers star to uh, you know like star ratio as far as stats goes. I think that's the reason why people don't know if he's good is because he's the only one who hasn't had like just absolutely absurd numbers stapled to him. So keep that in mind. Right. So I, I just want to re reiterate that I wasn't saying that this is a bad card. <clears throat> it's just that for his star cost, he is uh, he's going to be competing with some pretty strong cards already. And if you want to talk about his star cost, let's talk about the stratagem that goes with him, which will make him feel even more expensive. Great segue. It's a thank you. It is a professional here. Yeah. So it is a two-star stratagem. <clears throat> the first two-star stratagem that we saw, uh, that we have seen, and it's called duty and honor. As long as one of your characters, other that, <sighs> Richard made me read this one just because it's got the word duty in it. So, nice. <laughs> duty and honor. As long as one of your characters other than Optimus Prime Legendary Warrior has been KO'd this game, your Optimus Prime Legendary Warrior has Brave, Focus 1, Bold 1, and Tough 1. That's a lot of stuff to give to Optimus, but he is 
almost assuredly going to be your last dude, and if he's not your last dude, then one other dude is going to go along with him because this is going to ramp him up to costing at least 15 stars all by himself with a 12-star body, a 1-star head, and this 2-star uh, stratagem. So uh, we're not sure if Optimus is good. He better be really good if you're going to put this on him. <laughs> That's so true. I um, So... I didn't read, make you read this because it had duty and honor in it. Um, I did giggle at the word duty. I, I'm sorry. Part of me will never grow up, and that's always going to be funny. Um, but this strategy, when I first read it, I just completely somehow missed the clause that one of your other characters had to have been KO'd. And I was like, this is really good, even for two stars. And when you when I read that one of the other guys has to be KO'd, uh, it just made me think, like, what kind of deck building do you have to do with this? Do you have to build him with one of the five-star Brave characters? Do you have to play him with another Titan Master who has the Brave head on him? Do you have to give Optimus stealth? Like, what are you trying to do with this? Uh, and it just made the puzzle really odd. I think two stars is just a lot to ask in addition to the deck-building puzzle, like for, for the KO, you know what I mean? I, it just makes things really hard. I, I think that it's cool that these are... Titan Masters, like they're, tight, they're like body and heads that also have a stratagem, right? I mentioned that um, I kind of thought that that would be a cool way to tie them to the set of Wave 5, which was the introduction of both heads and bodies as well as stratagems, so it makes them feel like they're very native to the set, which I think is really cool. This is not likely going to be something I try playing. I've tried building like two or three decks with it so far, and they have fared very poorly, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, if Optimus sees play, my prediction is that it probably isn't alongside Duty and Honor. Yeah, it's just too expensive. Um, a being two stars, uh, but the the real cost is above and beyond that, and that's one of your characters has to already be dead. So, uh, it's that's just too much for what it does for me. Uh, maybe there's a really really cool way to play this that. You know, with some of the battle cards that they haven't revealed yet, uh, we just don't know at this time. Yeah, it gives them all the abilities, and while I do agree that the abilities are probably worth worth the two star upgrade, it's just the that restriction, man. That that just complicates this puzzle beyond like to such a great degree that I don't even know if I'm willing to to try and crack it. So. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but this is probably a puzzle that we will probably go and solve for a while. I was going to say, it'd be really cool to go with like a Battlemaster or something because you're trying to get those KO'd anyway uh, a lot of the time, but still you're not going to have any stars left to work work with, so he's basically going to be your only character carrying whatever Battlemaster you took him to battle with and that weapon, so... Mm -hmm. Which is going to be tough, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I want to say, I know you mentioned this earlier, Joel, but I think it's really cool... This is the first character where we've had like a repeated epithet, right? Like I think Bumblebee in Wave 1, that's super rare, is Legendary Warrior. And so this is the second instance of somebody being blank, blank, character name, Legendary Warrior. And I think it's cool that they can do that. They can repeat those. Because so I think it'll mean that we get a lot more iterations of characters over time. Because <laughs> it won't be quite so difficult to come up with names. Megatron Fallen Hero. Uh, Megatron is a leader, tank, and ranged in alt mode. He's 11 stars for a 4 attack, 15 health, 3 defense character. And it says, when this defends and you flip at least orange, do 1 damage to the attacker after the battle. <clears throat> oh, and he begins with a head. And then when he flips to body mode, he stays ranged and leader, but he loses the tank. He becomes a 5 attack character with 1 defense, so he loses 2 defense for the 1 attack. But he also has a trigger when you flip to this mode. This gets plus 2 attack until the turn. So the, the turn you flip into body mode, he's actually a 7-15-1 as opposed to a 5-15-1, which is a favorable exchange. Um, so at 11 stars, uh, this character is pretty solid on a couple of things. He's pretty solid on health, and he's pretty solid on defense in alt mode. When the turn you flip him to uh, body mode, I think that he has he has some real power there. And the fact that he you can play him as a 12-star character, so you, he can fit in a four-wide lineup, is something that you should be considering. But if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I was hoping for a little bit something 
extra or cooler or flashier out of Megatron. Like, these abilities are not bad abilities. Neither of them is bad abilities. This is His alt mode is literally the ability that's on the Energize field, which I played to uh, much success at the Energon Invitational and before then. Um, and when you flip to the other mode, you basically get, like, most of a... Or I guess you get, like, steady shot on your character for free when you flip to that mode. And he kind of wants to be in a deck with several orange pips anyway. Um... I feel like his stats are slightly low. I feel like when you flip him to the mode he wants to be attacking in, like he has one defense which makes him just so vulnerable, and he wants to probably be attacking pretty early in the game if you're alongside smaller guys. Um, as well as the fact that I think the character is pretty flip-intensive because you literally can't leave him vulnerable for too long in the one, st- in the one defense mode. You need to flip him back, and that's kind of asking a lot out of your lineup for a 12-star character. You could play him with Krebdin and go to 17 health, which would be the highest... I, which I believe that's the highest uh, health that you can have in the game right now for, uh, for a 12-star character, which would be really cool. But um, all you're doing is, is he... You have to ask yourself, is he actually better than like Lord Megatron from Wave 4 in that instance? Basically, I was really hoping for something great to come out of this Megatron because I love the bad guys in this IP. I really do. I always like playing... Uh, playing them, I like their stories more historically, and every Megatron has been maybe like progressively getting closer to playable over the course of the game, and I was just like, maybe Wave 5 is the time where they, Megatron's going to dominate the meta, he's going to be the biggest baddie of the bads, and this just leaves me a little wanting, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know that there's many ways to play him, and I'm not sure how good he is in those ways. I totally agree what you're saying. I was hoping for something a little bit more flashy from the leader of the Decepticons. I love his defense in alt mode. That is crazy. I think if you paired him with Arcana, now he has five defense, five starting defense. Like, that is insane. And then when you flip uh, to body mode, then he would have three defense yeah, that pushes him up to 15 stars, so he's basically a 7 attack in body mode. I feel like all Megatrons that they've printed so far are pretty flip-intensive for some reason. So him just being 7 attack, and the fact that he's a Titan Master, or a body that can hold a Titan Master, means that he's he's basically potentially the most efficient, ruthless, hardest-hitting character in the game with potential of 7 attack, bold 6, which bold 6 is a pipe dream because he has to have 11 more dam- eleven or more damage on him. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's probably where they were going with this, where he's he's going to hit hard, someone's going to die, and that's Megatron. He's He has this powerful fist, and I don't think that's what a lot of players wanted for Megatron. They wanted something probably tone down that power level down a little, but just a little more substance and flash. Yeah, just... I want to like this guy, but he's a little too efficient in that aspect for me. Yeah, if we weren't sure if Optimus Prime is going to see tournament play, or the new Optimus Prime is going to see tournament play, I'm fairly certain that this Megatron won't, at least not at the top tables. Uh, He's just not going to be strong enough. You're, You're paying so many stars for some stats, and the stats aren't even really that great. I mean, if you paired him with Kreb, his health is the same as Wave 4 Megatron, and his abilities aren't as good, so I wouldn't use him there. I I, I can't really think of anywhere that I'm going to want to use this, where I'm going to want to use this guy. It's just it's just not enough, and I, I wish that they would make Megatron super playable. I mean, I, I was talking to the guys today, like Fangry's going to go in like every aggressive deck. Why couldn't Megatron be that, that guy that goes in every deck? That would be cool. Because obviously Fangry is higher on the totem pole of the Decepticons than Megatron <laughs> is. Joel, don't you know that? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning the Fangry does have better art than any Megatron thus far. Just saying. Yeah, but Megatron has so many more instances of art, so if you add them all up... I don't know. That throne is pretty good. I mean, Megatron is pretty good. Yeah, I will cool. say, yeah, on the throat, that yeah. is pretty Yeah, pretty there's a reason that that's cool. the side of the playmat I play with. Is all I'm <laughs> um, so let's move on to talking about his stratagem real quick. It's the second of the two-star stratagems we've gotten. It's called Revenge. You have to play it with Megatron, Fallen Hero. 
and he gets bold based on how much damage he has. So if he has 1 to 5 damage, he's got bold 1. If he's got 6 to 10 damage, he's got bold 2. And if he has 11 or more damage, he's got bold 3. So I think this is pretty much on his face uh, not a great rate for 2 stars. I think this would be a pretty reasonable rate for a 1 star stratagem if you ask me. But for two stars, I, I want it to like scale faster, personally. I would love it to be maybe like one to three, uh, four to six, like every th- every three, like in chunks of three, and you can get up to bold five or something like that towards the end of the yeah. game. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> that sounds so crazy. Yeah, but like he's not. It would be so hard to build. Uh, it would be so hard to build a deck that could actually capitalize on that and him be still be alive at that point, right? Like you would get, you should get rewarded for spending a minimum of 14 stars on your character. Totally agree. I was thinking that the bold uh, should be plus one of everything written on this card. Um, but I actually like yours Oof. of scaling yeah. faster. I mean, for two stars, for two stars, and if he has 11 plus damage, he's probably dead. Yeah, unless he's an energy pack or something. You know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you got to 11 plus damage and you're spending two stars on a on a stratagem, I want bold four for that or bold five. I mean, like, how often is that even going to happen? So, I don't know. I'm I'm reluctant to play revenge. I mean, you guys are crazy. Just just the way <laughs> the number of ways you can increase this guy's health is ridiculous. Grax energy pack incurs durability is is like you're asking for him to just have all this bold for free once he hits a certain threshold and it's like it's not for free though they're they're playing racks in their head for free for free is bad is a bad term i mean like in play immediately your opponent can't interact with it at all outside of acid storm like they have no way to do anything about it other than blaster overheat okay okay but i mean (laughs) temporal quagmire Who's playing those cards other than W5 right now? Uh, very few people. Yeah, so I mean, it's like there's hard, very, very few ways to interact with it. Bold 5 is insane. And you can put the bold 3 head, and it's like this is all just without playing anything else. So I think that's that's insane. I, it's not. It's nothing to do with strategy specifically. I just think that idea is crazy. And I don't I, mean, want to play I, I just think that that's you'd be you'd be staking too much of your of your game plan on a one tall. Basically, he would attack. He would kill something small to medium size, and then after that, he would just take damage and die. Like I, that just doesn't seem like a winning game plan to me. I mean, it it seems more like this is kind of the um, like how in Magic where you just where some decks are just all about summoning this really big dude and that's all they want to do. Some players are like that. Maybe this this is their Megatron that they they're this maybe this is their big dude that they want to get to bolt bolt 6 7 attack for free, quote unquote. So I I mean this I don't think he's this order strategy will see competitive play, but I think giving him better rates would be ridiculous. Hey, on the plus side, revenge doesn't mean that one of your other dudes has to be dead already like dude <laughs> Yeah, despite despite the keyword, it's it's not it's not the same. Hey, which is hilarious. That would have been how is how does the stratagem name revenge not rely on somebody being in the KO zone, like the revenge mechanic? Very true. That is that's such a good point, Joel. Oh my goodness. Okay, um, so I think you can kind of say I'm okay. I want to say this. I'm higher on Megatron than I am on his stratagem. Agree. Like, I am too. I yeah. Am too. So, if if we're having to play Megatron, there are decks that can play him reasonably that do have no interest in his stratagem. I think I'd much rather just like if I'm trying to play bold forever on my on my Megatron, I would just rather I would rather like try to KO my own Lionizer or something and suit him up onto Megatron. I don't know. Just one other thing: the stratagem. Both of these stratagems we just talked about are commons, so they would definitely be something worth thinking about if you're playing limited but the characters aren't common true so it is it's it's harder to put that together that's the but i think they are playable for sure in limited yeah oh absolutely i mean they're big dudes with high stats mm-hmm. it's always playable in limited cool well the first head mode or heads that we have is apex and he is traditionally optimus's partner and for three stars, he gives a Titan Master Stealth. 
when he gets knocked off and he becomes a bot, he has three attack, three health, and zero defense, and is melee, and has stealth himself. I think this could be really, really, really interesting. Uh, both this one and uh, Megatron's that we'll get to later. Stealth is a very, very good ability that uh, Stealth and Brave are both abilities that I value as a player very much. Um, if you look at any of my uh, top eight decks, like I, I love those abilities. It allows you to focus your opponent into one kind of tunnel that they have to go through. And that, that to me, anything that you can do to like disrupt your opponent in that manner is really, really powerful. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of this head. The only problem is I just don't really particularly know where he is, but where it would go in because I just haven't made a deck with him. But uh, Apex for stealth to three stars is pretty strong because if you take into consideration the defensive abilities that we have, tough three is four stars. And for playing one star or less, you get a head that they can't attack into. So if you have this character that you don't want to take damage or for them to be the last one, I think stealth, the stealth head is definitely something you can consider for sure. Yeah, I think stealth's a pretty neat ability too. I'm, I'm not sure where this goes, uh, which one of the bodies this goes with best right now. I, I don't know who you're like super trying to protect with stealth. I mean, I can think of a lot more places where I would want to put Brave than stealth on these on these body modes right now. Things may reveal themselves as we play test for. I can think of one bot who I want people to not attack. Perceptor. Well, okay. Oh, I can make two bots then. <laughs> like, you got me on that one. Perceptor. Horrible. Hmm. Yeah. I don't want people attacking Horrible because I want him to have all the health in the world for me to shoot him up through his own ability. <laughs> yeah, the only problem with that is you don't get one of the health heads, which probably may limit him to how many times he can shoot. But yeah, that, I think stealth is very good on Horrible. And yeah. on uh, Quake for sure as well. Oh, yep. yeah, it could be good on Quake. It would make him... Wait, Quake is seven stars starting? So um, we can? Yes, seven. Okay. That's not that bad. I want to say this. As far as the heads that we've got in this set, I think if they're looking to maybe over the course of the game add like one or two or some through ancillary products or something like that, I think we have a really awesome foundation for what types of heads you can combine with different body modes. Like I think that they've covered basically all of their bases on the mechanics I feel very good about the basic ones we have in play here. I would have loved to maybe see a couple where they're taking a few more risks, um, maybe doing something interesting, maybe putting like a hateful ability on some of them. But uh, that there's plenty of design space for that in the future. As far as Apex himself goes, uh, I think Stealth is great. I mean, Stealth of Three Stars seems awesome to me. I will say if you play this head, it will very, be very strange not having it on Optimus's body. Very strange. <laughs> it will look so weird. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, that's the gimmick of the toy, so... Yeah. The gimmick of the card should be... I will say that, to bounce off of what Richard was saying, is I would have loved to see one that had revenge on it. Revenge and some, like, bonkers ability. You know, uh, like, when it dies, like, deal three to anything, or something like that. Um, wow. So then you get three for when the Titan Master dies and then three when the little guy dies. That'd be a four-star for that, sure. Yeah, that, that's a very crazy head. Cause... Yeah, yeah. I, you know, or something like the uh, Rat Bat ability, espionage your opponent when they die. Um, something like that would be cool. A revenge, I just, I really wish that they would do more with that mechanic. That one is very interesting to me. All right, the next set that we have is um, Doomshot. Doomshot is a Titan Master melee. He's plus three, three health, and zero defense, and he gives Brave. And he's also a three-star head. I, li I like Brave, but, I mean, it's, it's probably along the same mechanic or same uh, conversation with Stealth where it's I – I just don't find as many spots for the Brave head specifically, but maybe Joel has some ideas. Well, I did have a couple ideas on that one. Thanks for tossing that over to me, guys. <laughs> so um, – one one bot I was thinking about, if uh, cars, trucks, or tanks became the meta, 
uh, using this head with Autobot and Nautica and just making them swing into her over and over and over when she defends forever would, I think, be pretty awesome. And actually, the bot that was revealed with this, the body that was revealed with this, Megatron, uh, if you gave him the brave head, he would have the same star cost as uh, Ultra Magnus, and so it could revisit my Ultra Magnus deck and not have the armor blown off, uh, and he would get to retain the three defense all the time. So yeah. that's actually pretty cool. That's, a, that's actually a neat idea. Yeah, very neat idea. I I personally I think so. I understand that thematically and mechanically it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> to the Brave and the Stealth Heads, to be the same amount of stars, and I agree that three probably feels like a good number for them, but I think that what you want to be doing with the Brave Head a lot of the time is you want to be putting it on a guy that you're throwing away so that you can develop your strategy on other fronts. And so I kind of feel like the decks where you're going to want a Brave Head on a Titan Master body, you're going to, like, I, I think you're going to want to spend fewer stars on it. So I think it, it, would, it would have done it better to maybe be a two-star head. I understand that that's a very good rate, but I also think that the deck-building puzzle is more interesting when it's more flexible for this one. So I think Doomshot is worse than Apex. I think there's less places to play him, um, even though I like the bad guys more, generally speaking. I also want to say something else about the art, which is... I mentioned this when we were off-cast... But Doomshot's art, like on his bot mode, he just looks like every part of him is tank treads, which makes no sense when you go to the head, which is smooth. The, it looks like it's been polished and buffered, like like all over, I guess buffed, not buffered, uh, like all over the place. It makes no sense to me. I mean, that's my problem with Apex. Like, Apex has all this red upper torso, and then that red is nowhere <laughs> to be seen, and they barely have any blue on them either. And then when they transform to this head, there's all this blue all of a sudden. This is, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, we're going to have to have a talk with the art director for this guy, you and I. <laughs> cool, yeah, I think Brave is an incredible ability. Um, again, just f- making your opponent focus into what you want them to so you can do other things uh, and try to win the game through that route is very appealing to me. I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to put this guy right away, but I'm definitely going to uh, be experimenting with different deck builds with Doomshot. I will say this before we, before we move on from Doomshot and Apex, um, I want to kind of like specify that, I think Brave and Stealth are really powerful mechanics. And I, I, re- I think the reason they are really powerful mechanics is because of the fact that one of the main resources in the game of Transformers is actually your attacks. I think your attacks are one of the primary like axes of resource you're trying to operate on. So being able to kind of control or manipulate what your opponent is doing in that is really powerful. I think it's one of the primary ways of disruption in the game. I think it's one of the things that makes the airstrike patrol so dominant as an aggressive strategy as well. So I am excited for these heads. I just I don't have any ideas about where they want about where they really want to go right now. Yeah. So next up we have Freeze Out. <clears throat> he is a in head mode plus two tough and costs three stars, and when he switches over to body mode, he has three attack, three body, zero defense, tough two. I think this guy speaks for himself. Uh, He just fits right in where we figured that the tough two head was going to be. We just didn't know what faction it was going to be in. I I think it's unfortunate that of of all the tough and bold heads that the Decepticons only got one of those heads at tough one. So if you're trying to build around all one one team or the other, Decepticons kind of got the short end of the stick on that. But Freeze Out is uh, obviously very playable. Three stars, tough two. It's good. It's good cost. Yeah, I think this is a pretty appropriately costed head. We all predicted that they were going to do a three-star tough two to kind of match Flame Out. And kind of, I, like I said earlier, I said this in the previous episode of the cast, I love that they seem to have actually mapped the parallel at even cost for both the offensive and and defensive abilities. The bold, the bold is the same star cost as its equivalent tough, which I think is great for making the game like more balanced in the long run. Um, even though historically they kind of 
seem to lend towards the aggressive side of things when uh, costing. But I, I will say this. I like Freeze Out. Um, I don't know that there, any of the decks that I was playing, I was really like, man, I just want a three-star defensive head. That's what I want to do. Because I think that Freeze Out might be just worse than Grax because, I mean, I've sung Grax's praises a thousand times. Grax is insane. Freeze Out is not bad as a defensive three-star head, but Grax is nuts on, like, every front. The four attack, the five health, he can wear a force field. Like, <laughs> Grax is insane. That's my conclusion is I think Freeze Out's great, but I, do, I don't know that you're going to want to play him over something like Grax. Yeah, I like Freeze Out uh, quite a bit. Uh, again, I've been toying with uh, Fortress Maximus, and he might work in there a little bit better than Flintlock. Um, oh, yeah. You giving you the heroic spotlight and then access to two heroic resolves. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm interested to try this guy. Yeah, the only thing I have to add is this is probably the most jolly looking um, head that we've gotten. He's he has such a cheerful smile. That's all I got. That's all I got. I haven't even noticed that. He's he... all the other heads are so angry. Yeah, he's he's the last head that we see, and he's the happiest one. It looks kind like he just funny. ate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what my brain's telling me. He's like he just had like that's... a good meal. That's that that is uh, yeah that's good. <laughs> Parsec kind of has this like, wait, what did you just say? Look with her head. <laughs> that that should be a meme from now on. Parsec's head. <laughs> Would you believe, viewer, and also other guys in the cast, that that's actually all the spoilers we have this week? Um, pretty hilarious, given that last week we lacked any characters uh, as far as spoilers goes to discuss, and now this week we only have character spoilers to discuss. Uh, maybe we just timed things wrong. Maybe we're filming on the wrong day, or I guess recording on the wrong day, but who knows. <laughs> Regardless, um, given that Topspin and Freezeout were revealed today of all days, we we're actually through all 46 characters in the set, although I don't think that uh, either Topspin or Freeze Out are on Copytron's lab yet. I'm sure they will be soon. But we still have one stratagem left. Um, it hasn't been spoiled. It's likely going to be a rare because we have... Uh, and that would mean it's, it's referencing a previously printed character from like one of the four ways before um, because there are, th there are 30 stratagems in the set, right? So far, I was, I was scrolling through this earlier today. We've got 10 common ones spoiled, 10 uncommon ones spoiled, and 9 rares spoiled. So if Symmetry is going to hold... This is likely to be another rare stratagem, so it's going to bat point backward facing. I, I know we've briefly discussed this before, but I thought I would rather ask you guys, as opposed to like who you think is likely to get this rare stratagem, I'd love to see who, what character you would specifically give a stratagem from waves one through four. Like who among you, like where does what's a character that has a special place in your heart you think could really use something like a stratagem to buff them up? I think I've mentioned this before, but I really want Wave 2 Skywarp Teleporting Seeker to get a stratagem. And for there to be a deck and at some point another bot besides him and Barricade that are built around blank pips. So that becomes its own color, so to speak. Um, I'd probably actually like to see one for Wave 1 Jetfire. I like that guy. I like his ability, but I think... 15 health is very strong, but his one defense has been the bane of all the existences of every deck that I've played with him. Even the, <laughs> the aimless deck that I played that was featured from Gen Con. But yeah, that guy, I think either stats or maybe just a different, uh, like tough one. Or I don't really know what it is. I just like him to be a little better. Yeah, this is impossible because they said that uh, every stratagem <laughs> has to be at least one star, but I'd really like for. Uh, the best the uh, the best character ever printed, uh, Metroplex to get a oh my God. I mean, it, <clears throat> I, I would very much like to see that guy be able to be played. Uh, just I, I have no idea what the strategy would do, but something that makes a one tall deck not just get railroaded really really bad. Uh, well, you could do something for Trypticon. <laughs> well, Trypticon already sort of has. Uh, has stratagems for him. I mean, not specifically uh, for him, but stratagem I mean, cards that, that you could use. You could even do something. I guess. I guess you could place Trypticon with 
um, uh, villainous spotlight, and you could play two relentless invasions in your deck. Oh boy! Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then you still have to play Triptychon. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't really care about Triptychon. I, 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 I was, I was more into Metroplex there. So, anyway. but oh, the bad guys! You gotta root for the bad guys. I actually prefer the good guys. It's, it's me. Autobot <gasps> scum. What are you doing here? Hey, we had to have one fan of Autobot from the cast, right? We can't all be fans of the bad guys and talk about the game. Yeah, I'm a total um, fanboy of of Bumblebee. I, I mean, I guess that's that's just uh, it's the Timmy in you. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, let's see. If I was going to pick a character to get a stratagem, I mean, Cosmos was my original one. I really wanted, I loved Cosmos in Wave 1. When I met Joel and Kent for the first time at PAX South, two PAX Souths ago, I was playing really, really bad Cosmos the deck. And that was like what I wanted to play. It was, I was so happy about it. Um, but if I had to pick a character who hasn't gotten one, it'd have to be Grapple from Wave 2. Yeah, I could see that. I love Grapple. I thought he was so fun. Like when you would flip, you you attack with him. You'd flip your you flip your cards, and it would just be like this smattering of random pips. You'd be like attack for nine or ten. He'd be like where? And like oh, you trigger his ability, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact that he didn't trigger just once per turn. So when your opponent like got to swinging into Grapple, he would get plus four if you triggered, and it would stay on him. And then the next time he'd get plus four again. So there were regularly times where I could work it where I would be defending for like 13 but then pierce pierce came to the game in a big way yeah. and grapple with his measly 12 hit points got crushed he got brutally crushed so i would love to see a stratagem for him try to bring him back in some way i don't know what it would do but i'd love to see that all right well since we're through all the spoilers for this week i think we'll call part a there uh, join us again tomorrow where we cover some of the relevant topics of the upcoming metagame and answer some of the pretty awesome viewer questions we got this week we always appreciate all of y'all out there joining us and we'll be back before you know it with more transformers tcg based goodness so until next time clear eyes flip bots can't lose <laughs>